0: Welcome, welcome, everybody, to episode 428 of the Severe MMA Podcast. My name is Sean Sheehan, joined today by the Stephen Cluckson of Irish MMA media, Graham McDonald, as we talk about, again, a busy week in the world of mixed martial arts. Lots to talk about, but before we do that, let me tell you that this episode of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, it's about unleashing the beach beast within you, because this summer, Manscaped is here to help you level up your beach game with our new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. They're going past waist deep in the grooming game and diving in head first to your facial hair fantasies. The Beard Hedger is a game changer, allowing you to shape your beard like a true beach babe. So, this summer, let the beach balls bounce and turn heads all over the place. Visit manscaped.com. Use the code SEVERE MMA for 20% off and free shipping i've been using manscaped now for a good couple of years and it's the best in the game and it's time to tame your man with the best in the game i made i just made that up there it was brilliant uh so say goodbye to all your stubble with manscaped's beer hedger pro kit first of all the beard hedger um uh, card trimmer Roller wheel, that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all in one guard. I've been looking for something like this for a very, very, very long time. I hate all those messy f- drawers full of add-ons. Absolutely terrible. It's waterproof too, so you can shave in the shower and avoid all that sink uh, hair and all of that. So get your setting... Maybe at the sink next time from then on, you know exactly what setting you have And in the shower. Absolutely perfect titanium coated T-blade. It's tough on here, but smooth on your face. Single stroke efficiency and ultimate satisfaction. It doesn't end there, though. The Pro Kit also has dermatologically tested formulations for your post-trim care. First, there is the Beer Shampoo and Conditioner. Everyone knows, i said this before, I've used that for a long time, because all your hair is different, you need different shampoo, different conditioner for different um, parts of your hair, it's more coarse on your beard and all of that, so um, the the shampoo and conditioner is specifically made to moisturise, reduce ingrown hairs uh, and replace uh, natural oils as well, absolutely brilliant for beard health. Next of all is the Beard Oil, which helps uh, relieve dryness. But on the beard and the skin beneath, uh, adding a little shimmer and shine and to cap it off thin is the Beard Balm. Uh, It's a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes and tames for the sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb and scissors. Scissors? Scissors? I, when I was young, I used to say sitters and hop, hopsital, hopsital instead of hospital. Anyway, um, you'll, be no, you'll be going to no hospital with Manscaped because their products are absolutely brilliant. So you get 20% off and a free shipping with the code severemmamanscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and manscaped.com using the code Manscaped's Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 links. And you know what? First impressions, they do matter. There's no two ways about it and your face is most likely the first thing that someone notices. So once you're done with your beard edge or over at Manscaped, how about thinking about your skin? How your skin looks is going to determine good or bad the first impression. And you know what? Let's decide it's time to stop putting uh, yourself second and put your best face forward. Start using Caldera Lab to do so. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines. Jeez, I'm brilliant reading these ads. I'm absolutely fantastic. Uh, it reduces signs of aging. It's a leader in men's skincare And is here to save the day and your confidence. Use the code MMA at calderalab.com to enjoy 20% off their breast products. Best products. Did I say breast products there? They're not breast products. They're actually face products. calderalab.com C-I-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B dot um. As I said, it's the first impression that matters, and Calera Lab creates high performance mince skincare products to help with that. The regimen, twice a day, formula to transform your skin, and the best part, it's super easy. Literally takes 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds at night. The little time for huge, huge benefits is absolutely and utterly worth it. It's like, you know, you brush your teeth. You, you do it once a day, maybe it doesn't make a big difference, but you do it for a week, and it makes a massive difference. You don't do it for a week, you can tell you haven't been doing it, can't you? That's exactly what Calera Lab is, is like. Now for the fun stuff. Who's, uh, what products does Calera Lab offer? Let me tell you. First of all, the Clean Slate. It um, uh, and, uh, and, and, and starts your day and in your day. The face wash leaves all types skin types refreshed You'll apply the base layer right after to moisturize and hydrate your skin, even better it absorbs fast, leaving you with a matte finish. Start your day confidently, and the good is your go to at night. Um, it's a fierce serum. Fier- fierce serum. Fierce. It's a fierce good face serum Clinically proven multifunctional serum That helps your skin look tighter and smoother As well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles And of fine lines You want to take it a step further Use the icon It helps addressing the three most common types of skin concerns Around the eye Fine lines Dark circles And puffiness Caldera Lab is made with top-tier ingredients and a legit showstopper that is good for you today and in the long run. All it takes is 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds at night, probably a little bit longer. Trust me, it's about time I got my skincare, skin scar? skin care, skin care unlocked for the better. Doesn't get any easier than this. So our call to action is this. Get 20% off using our code SEVEREMED, calderalab.com. It's 20% off at calderalab.com, calderalab.com. By using the code SEVERE MMA, jump into skin and first impression royalty at Calera Lab. All right, Graham, let's get uh, let's get into it. We're not getting straight into the MMA today. In fact, I forgot to even pull o- open my uh, my Sherdog page for, for for the fight yeah, But we'll we'll get into the uh, the, 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 the it was a, it wasn't a bad night of fights necessarily aside from the main event. But I I have a few thoughts. But before we get to that. There's been and we haven't had this chat in a while, Graham. Myself and you, but myself and Harry have had a little bit in speakers' corner and stuff. You you had a lot of uh, strong opinions this week, Graham, in our chats and in other places about like the media and about uh, people covering MMA and kind of the as you call it the fake news out there. Do you want to to, just before we get into the you know the nuts and bolts of the actual uh, the fights? Just the, the coverage of the fights these days and stuff like that. Do you want to throw out a few of your opinions there, Graham, and let people know what you were thinking this week? Because there was a few different, I suppose, incidents this week that happened. And, um, you know, you, it, it was kind of a boiling point. And we had, like, the, the, the MMA awards, which are a farce every year and stuff, uh, that that came out. But do you, want to, do you want to throw out a few of your opinions there, Graham, before we get going into the, the real uh, MMA talk? Well,
1: uh, yeah, you know, always I've kind of been of the mind that the clickbaity stuff or the kind of trying to trying to, you know, uh, get people to click with something that maybe is close to the truth, but not the truth is something that I never wanted to do. I never wanted anybody at severe to do. Like I would have said this to to you and all the people here very early on, you know, this is the way we're going to do it. And, you know, we don't want any of this clickbaity stuff. And like you, you'd be saying the same to all the lads, like all the, 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 the lads working with us on severe. We've always wanted to do it that way. And. Unfortunately, a lot of people, especially the kind of social media kind of cloud chasers or the, the people who will just chase on and will say something and they'll make a big t- a thing out of it saying this is definitely happening or they'll, they'll take things and just completely run when it when it doesn't when it doesn't make sense um, from the actual knowledge they have. And they'll, they'll make assumptions and try to kind of be first rather than make sure they're, they're correct. And the problem with this is people will click it, people will share it, people will talk about it more than they'll they'll share a severe MMA article where we, where we, you know, we give you the information straight up. We say, you know, James Galler has booked to fight this guy on this date and in this this event, and they they last fought this time against this guy, and it's all facts, you know. It's all like unless we, unless we're calling it an opinion piece, we just lay it out straight to you, and that doesn't do the same amount of clicks that you know a controversial take or. Uh, uh, a guess that you know gets news gets news out there that people might or gets supposed news out there that people want to hear, uh, and they know it'll lap up. Like we could do that. Like we could easily have went back in the at any stage over the last twelve years, we could have decided to do that and probably made you know hundreds of times multiples of the the revenue we make. But it's just not the way we want to do it. And maybe people will think, well, you should do that, but. You know, <laughs> there's certain times where you think Jesus, maybe we should, but at the end of the day, you kind of got to stick to your kind of moral compass. And in my opinion, doing it the right way is is very important. To have at least a few, at least a few outlets uh, in a, in a in a space that are you know giving the facts straight out, and and when they're given an opinion. They're presenting it as they're giving an opinion. They're not presenting it as as a as a factual thing.
0: Yeah, I've always been of the same mind, to be honest. Even if you know when I started with severe, you said that to me straight away. These are the things we do, and this is the way we do it. And. I, you know, there was, there's always things I suppose that maybe throughout the years uh, people would maybe disagree on or look at editorially do things differently, but that wasn't one of them. I don't think between the two of us, Graham, anyway, ever because I was always of the same mind, you know. And uh, like, I, I think it's a lot of it is to do with the reasons you cover MMA or the reasons you kind of come into MMA. Like some people come into MMA because they, you know, they they went to. To journalism school or whatever, and they want to be a journalist, and you know that there's no absolutely no problem with that.
1: Or and the thing is, if you want to be a sports journalist, yeah, and you're not really fussy about what sport it is, MMA is probably the the easiest Very large easy. sports to just walk <laughs> into, just send <laughs> yes. a credential in. UFC fifty fifty might credential you, uh, write a few articles, they will credential you uh, more than likely, and then you're in.
0: So. Yeah, and like J- James Lynch made, made kind of a video on this and, you know, one of us spoke to James a little bit. I think he did a good job mostly on it, but it was a little bit clunky at times. But he the point he was making, I think, at the end, that uh, you know, I disagreed with at, at times, but I, I do get what he was saying now was about like, exactly what you were saying there, like people applying for credentials and acting like, you know, they are something, which is something that's been happening down through the years. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with lads who've been doing it for a good while, and, you know, let's say you've been doing it for a year or 18 months or whatever, and you apply for a credential, but you're not full-time, or you're not, not, there's no problem with that. That's not the the people, those people should absolutely be doing it, but there, there is a good bit of that. But I actually think a bigger problem is is sometimes like the opposite of that. People who've done it for a long time are doing it the, like, the, the, not the wrong way per se, but a way that is with what the people who consume the content or the the piece of, of, of journalistic content even, um, I think should want or should, um, uh, you know, should demand, I suppose, if you put it that way. Like there's no amount of money could put me in a Jake Paul Nathan Diaz <laughs> um, uh, you definitely dude, you have a price everybody has a price Uh 100
1: million go over there promote that
0: well, no problem here, okay here right if they gave me 100 million yes but I would never call myself a media member or anything like that again I would never I like I would just give it up it, it'd be my price to retire from doing this like it, like, it, it just it would but there's m- multiple other things as well like it's not just that as well like because you could go along and you could watch that as a fan or, like there's not there's nothing wrong with that per se, like, but uh, the, the problem is like the way you approach things and the reason for it like the, wh- why is the reason we do it the real the reason we do it is we love the sport of mixed martial arts we, we're here in Ireland and you especially you started off covering all the Irish fighters and I know we've spoken about this a few years ago when it was literally the, only the two of us covering MMA in Ireland there for a stretch of, of maybe a year or 18 months and then the ultra angle boys came along and have taken that away from us and it's been absolutely fantastic because we didn't we just didn't have time to do it justice and the lads have really helped but like we f- felt at that time when we spoke about like that we have a responsibility to cover those lads like the lads like the likes of reese mckee fighting at the time or the likes of paul hughes or the, whoever it might be you know trying to get their way to where they are now and you know if it wasn't for us there'd be no one government i'm not looking for a pat-, pat in the back here or anything but that's the reason we're doing it we have a responsibility to cover those people and you know we have we lost money because of that responsibility to that absolutely no, there's no doubt about it though the, the journalistic way we do it if you want to sign up to our patreon to help us out absolutely but even that patreon like i feel bad about like pimping it out and stuff and b- about asking people to sign up and we had a discussion with the idea years exactly, ago yeah.
1: <laughs> i was like oh, online begging i don't know if i could do this like in, the, i think that the, was my first thought i was like oh god
0: yeah the only way we agreed to it was by saying we will give people more than it's worth, like any amount of content we produce, I think anyone who signed up would would probably agree to that. That we produce so much content, like and that, I was the same, like and I didn't I didn't really want to do it either. But like, there's a point you reach where it's very hard to keep that going. Like you know, it really really is because you're doing it for years and years and years, and you're like getting very very little reward and still even with like I'm lucky now. I have uh, I have Sherdog sure who keep me going, obviously, and then you know there's still Little much coming in from severe. Like let's be let's be honest. We all know that, and it's it's the same for most people out there. And it's very hard to keep going and keep doing it. But like. I, I it's hard to say you wouldn't be doing it still even if you were getting on far. and is that the case for most people out there I, don't, I just don't think it is and you can see that in their coverage you can see that in what not just their coverage but what they cover and the way they talk about the sport like I, I, I you know loads of different things the way like we um would we'll talk about something more niche on this podcast, which is, like, by far the biggest podcast in Europe ever, and one of the biggest podcasts in the world in terms of the numbers we get. Yeah, we talk about, you know, if there's a good Irish MMA fight that happens, we uh, amateur, we, we would talk about it, or someone who's 2-0-3, you know, and maybe that's why people like it or whatever, but, like, and, we, you know, I, I can tell you, spoiler it, we won't be breaking down much of this Jake Paul, Nathan Diaz thing that happened, you know, and that's that's the choice i suppose people take like I I don't know, and it, it's... It, I I don't want it to seem like we're looking down our nose at people running, but also, like, do you know what? I, I wouldn't mind an extra bit of support for us for the people who are doing it right way. The likes of, you know, the likes of Ian as well, and Harry and the lads, and they're fucking breaking their arses the whole time, you know, putting putting in the hours to do it the right way as well. It's, you know, when you see all of this shit and when you see everything that's coming out, like, look at the MMA Awards as well. Like, they're they're a great example of this. Like, out of the five lads... That are nominated I think four of them Have like Either work for Promotions Or work for the Broadcast partners In a combat sport Or something It's like it's just ridiculous like it's just absolutely ridiculous vote Nolan King by the way would be my thought ta- 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 there but I don't know what were your thoughts on that? like I know these awards no what, one really gives a the, shit about uh, them But uh,
1: I couldn't give a shit about the awards like even like when I was nominated for part, working on stuff for, for national you know TV and film awards and this, the the Emmy and the, the Mayweather McGregor all access thing I, I just couldn't give a shit so it's not like I'm looking down on on you know people who are nominated because I'm not nominated or something like that. Don't get it the wrong way. I just I just don't care about stuff like that. I think it's awards like that are stupid. I just I just never like that stuff. So I, I I just wouldn't be that into it. Like I wouldn't care if we're nominated or not nominated. But you know uh, stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I just think you know fighters only. What what do they even do? Is it just they just do an awards every year and they happen to have a media category so people promote it because of that or people talk about it because of that i think and, so yeah you know that's basically it like you know fighters only as hasn't been relevant in in mma besides that for for years in my opinion really like i'm not trying to disrespect anybody but i don't think anybody's really getting their information from fighters only from what i from what i've seen or from the bubble i'm in anyway i don't know i don't know like
0: I think people just take it seriously because you know they well they don't take it seriously but they look at it like that because they have like a night and you know they hand out awards to people and stuff you know but yeah I think look we've spoken about this before we want to well too much on it but like you know I think it is it is just it is a yeah. bit of a farce just but.
1: another thing on what you were kind of saying though I think yeah. you know for maybe the Irish scene and the the UK scene like not to be bragging or anything but I think we cover it better than than Severe May has covered it better than anybody I think because Serena May has been around for a long time, and it's kind of come up with the, the kind of last couple of generations of, of Irish, especially, but also UK fighters that, you know, giving them coverage where nobody else would. It's kind of just a given that we're there. It's kind of like un- unappreciated, uh, I think, you know, as, as Morrissey once said, you're going to miss me when I'm gone, the kind of thing. If three yeah. of may was gone, then they'd realize kind of, I you understand. know, how much how much help we we give these guys in getting to the UFC so early, like we're seeing now, or getting these chances on shows or, you know, things like that. And I'm not trying to, like, as you said, we're not trying to pat myself on the back. I think that's just, like, kind of an indisputable fact. I think if you look at, like, what we did with Conor, you, like, it'd be crazy to say that we didn't have a big impact on how popular he got and the sport got and stuff like that. So... I think, yeah, it'd be nice to be appreciated by the, the people uh, for for that. But I think the people who are in in the RGMA community for a long time know. Uh, but sometimes, you know, fighters, they help them along the way and then they won't talk to you uh, once they kind of make it. Oh, that happens. Kind of stu- <laughs> stupid Instagram and pages yep. and these, you know, they'll talk to them. And that, that is a bit like, ah, here, lad, come on, that's like, yeah, you know, don't forget, don't forget. Uh, but, you know that's the way of the world
0: yeah the, <laughs> yeah there's been yeah you know, i look you know you know that's gonna happen as well like oh i won't forget about you when i get to the ufc when i get ranked or and like oh really is that yeah is that true yeah yeah okay but yeah no no, you're like you oh, yeah, are right. talk to my manager
1: yeah, yeah. talk to my manager <laughs> yeah here's when an email this, address when, when did this start I yeah we were,
0: I <laughs> <laughs> it is I, I, like to be fair now. Like I do think, I think a lot of the fighters realize. I saw Reese McKee actually saying it the other day, and fair play to him for for saying it like as well. But like how could you not realise like say someone looking look like someone like Paul Hughes now like the amount of coverage we have given him has like really helped in the, the, to, like to push together look at Neil Seary back in the day uh, and all that and many 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 other fighters as well like and it's it's great to have those fighters to be able to cover but like uh, as you said like uh, and we'll move on after this but the last one just to agree with the point you just made there about like because we've been around for so long I don't think people appreciate it like it's the same a, a bit with the podcast it's like oh you know the people someone's start the new podcast, you know, there are fifth new podcast in the last six years type of thing, and it's like, oh, new podcast oh, this is great, and, you know and, and we've been here for the last six years seven years, whatever, just the same podcast, covering it the, the way we, we uh, want to cover it for years and years and years and it never gets like, oh, I retweet, here's the new podcast, you know, and that that's I'll be honest, that annoys me a little bit, right and the rest of it doesn't really annoy me, I'm just kind of analysing the situation, because we've been around long enough now, but that part is like, oh, come on Come on, you know, give us a bit of love there. So if you're listening to this, tweet it out and uh, let the people know. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. We had... Geez, we used The poor us. Uh, the poor us.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's weird, right? It's weird. I think we're due this week to break our biggest year ever on the podcast in terms of numbers. Like, for the whole year. And we're, what, in August? So... That's uh, that's not bad, so we've another, what, four months to go in this year, and we, we'll just be taken away. So, it's uh, our numbers have actually been cr- absolutely crazy this year. I don't know what's after happening, but, yeah, since, uh, since around this time last year, our numbers have just gone, like, absolutely through the roof. So, uh, shout out to everyone as well who've been supporting us. You've been absolutely fucking delicious, as a famous TikToker would say. So, fair play to you. Um, right. Let's talk about some of the fights. Graham, when you you see a main event like Corey Sandhagen versus Rob Font, and it's boring as fuck, let's be honest. Let's all be honest here. A lot of us listening to this stayed up until 6 o'clock in the morning to watch this. Um, But also, you can look at it from the point of view, right? Corey Sandhagen... Is right up there towards the top of the division. He needs a win. It's short notice. It's a change of opponent. One from a, a really tough wrestler who can strike to, uh, uh, let's be honest, a striker who can't really wrestle after we, we saw what happened last night. He's ranked number four. The Number three just lost. Number two is fighting for the title. And number one, one fight, the champion. So he's next in line. How much... Criticism should we give him for putting on such a bad performance, and how much praise should we give him for or for winning? I know uh, bad performance. Sorry, when I say bad performance, boring performance. And how much praise should we give him for just going out there putting a, on a winning fight?
1: Yeah, well, like you know, at the end of the day, he he won and got paid. But if if you're a Corey Sandhagen, and you're, you're not like a, a a prodigy prospect or like a, a Conor McGregor on the rise or something like that, and. The UFC are like hoping you win and the, you you beat this guy and you got the title shot. They want you in there, like you know. Corey Corey is not in that position. He hasn't made himself that kind of commodity. Uh, he, you know, he he needs to go out there and impress and get a you know a, an exciting fight or a, a big finish and like you know get Dana White excited if he's going to catapult himself into the into the kind of you know talk of getting a title shot next or whatever, um, kind of knocking the door down or whatever, <laughs> you know obviously, you know, getting the win is the most important thing, and if you keep winning by like, you you think, oh, I'll get the title shot eventually, but you know, we've seen in the past the the UFC, sometimes if you're considered a boring fighter or a guy who's not going to kind of you know, go all out to to put on an exciting fight, then the UFC will kind of put you on the back burner and only use you in the title shot when they kind of have nobody else. So you don't want to get into that position. You want to go out and grab it with, you know, both hands. And I don't think Corey Sandhagen did that, you know, but it's hard to criticize a guy when he goes out and beats a good guy. But this is MMA, like, you're, you're your own business. You you need to make things happen for yourself. Like, nobody gives a shit about you in the UFC unless you make them give a shit about you.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those ones, right? We we just spoke there for twenty minutes about covering uh the, the sport the right way, right? And there's there's two ways of looking at this and we we you know, maybe it's kinda of how I started it off there. Like he went out and he got the win. But all, like we look um myself and Harry did a podcast this week about uh the truth and like telling people the truth and like getting the truth out there. And like the truth about this one is, right, he got a very dominant win, right? That's one side of the truth, but the other side of the truth is, uh, and I I don't know. I, uh, let, let, let's just uh, come in here with a bit of conge- uh, or a bit of rumor before we got to the truth. There was a tweet going around that said Dana White walked out in the 4 round. Right? Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Now I, I I didn't watch the press conference stuff afterwards, but let, let's uh, right. So I- even if you didn't right, it's a start to fight where Dana White would have walked out in the fourth round if you get me. So you have to realize. If you're Corey Sanding and it was the same with Wanderby last week, right? If you don't take the fight, if you fight really boringly, you are going to catch the ire of Dana White. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen the next time that there is a meeting about matchmaking and the Sean O'Malley versus Sterling fight has happened and... They're looking for the next challenger at one thirty-five, and they see Corey Sandhagen. They look at his last fight, and it was oh, that fight. Is that going to stop him from getting the next title shot? I it absolutely could, right? It absolutely could. So if you are that person and you're Corey Sandhagen, like, do you have to adjust what you do based on that? Um. I, I would say it's a tough situation. It is
1: is you know? But at the same time, is Corey Sandhagen in a position where he he actually needs that win bonus really badly to yeah. live and pay his mortgage? Maybe and, you know all this stuff. Yeah. Maybe there's you know? Maybe he has other things going on. But you know, idea, in an ideal world, you know, a fighter with that many fights and uh, at a high level in the UFC would have more than enough money to not have to worry about those things. But in in, in MMA and in the UFC. We, we don't know that. That should be a given, but it isn't.
0: 100%. And I'm not saying w- w- what I just said there is right. I'm just talking about that being the reality of it. Like, I, I think he should be able to do this. And like, if it was a meritocracy, he got a dominant win. If he's next guy in line, he should be the next guy in line and he should get the title shot. Absolutely no problem at all. But we all know that's not the way things work in the UFC it absolutely now maybe he's the only one there because I'm looking at through the rankings here and a lot of lads are coming off of losses and are maybe not going to get it so maybe he'll just get it anyway but also I could see him saying right ah uh, you're supposed to fight uh, Umar or Magomedov let's you know what we'll do that fight now we we'll do that and they just give him that fight anyway again I, I could i could see that happening too i re, like i really really could and i i i, I I would rather it not be that way, but you have to look at the reality of it as well. Like, we talk, talked about Wonderboy last week. I think he 100% made the right decision not to take the fight. But if you were to look at it and go, well, okay, will Wonderboy get a step up in competition next time? Will he be fighting someone in the top five next time? Or will they give him Shavka Rachmanov? You know? That's what's probably going to happen. They give, or they'll give him, you know, Ian Gary? Or they'll give him, you know, someone really, really tough.
1: Um, you no, know, I, to, I hate to say a bit, like, but... Mm-hmm. I think actually, Wonderboy made the wrong decision not fighting. Um, like by by like
0: he made the right sporting decision, didn't he? With the wrong yeah, yeah, career. Decision, like
1: right. you know, he's getting on. If he wants, like he's not a swing chicken. He, this is kind of his last chance at a run at the on at the title shot. And he's thinking that oh, I lost before to a guy until uh, that I I, w- I probably wouldn't have lost to if he, he had to kill himself making him weight. Like like he should have, or like he agreed to, or whatever and this is unfair and that that is unfair and it, and mma should be structured in a different way that you know uh there's something to to kind of negate this this kind of thing happening but this is the way it is and if wonder boy wants to get a title shot before he's too old to have a a good chance of winning the title then you know this decision is risking the uc brass and dana putting him back in the in the thinking like we were kind of talking about with sandhagen and you know, unfortunately, like <laughs> I wish it wasn't this way, but I think, I think like <sighs> it's the wrong decision. Um, I think on kind of um, morals and things like that. You know, in a, in a in an ideal world, it would be the correct decision. But the way things are, I think, I think he's made a mistake here, and he might never get a, a chance of actually becoming a UFC champion now because of this. He maybe he will, maybe he will, maybe there'll be injuries, maybe the the things will line up, and but maybe it won't. And I think the chances of him getting that chance have gone down because of this.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've i spoken about this fight so many times or spoken about the Wonderboy situation already so many times and honestly, I I, I think you're right. I, I And I, I hate that I think you're right and I hate that that is the way, but yeah, like it's it's hard not to acknowledge that. But like, so, uh, we'll put, put it this way as well though. Like, the, and I want to talk about matchmaking here but because the UFC have very sharp memories too. So maybe by the time it comes around, and and also, like, they just have dates to fill. So it could be a good one, it could be a bad one. I think they're, they're so badly laid out in terms of how they plan things. It's actually, if there was more structure to it, we, i think we could say that with more certainty now we're kind of just banking on them being pricks a bit which is is probably a good uh, you know dana lo- white loves
1: blackjack you know yeah. uh, it's, it's like you have 14 or 15 or maybe 13 or 14 and you're deciding whether you should hit or not and on 13 or 14 you probably shouldn't hit if the dealer doesn't have a 10 but you might just hit because you know you, you decide you want like you're taking a chance but i think Wonderboy has, you know, he still could win that card. He still could, the hand still could pay out, but yeah. he's decreased his chances slightly percentage-wise yeah. of, you know, his dream of becoming a UFC champion. You know, like, he got so close against Tyrone Woodley, you know, you can go back and analyze that fight and you could score for Wonderboy. Um, like, for for him as a fighter and for his legacy and all, I'd, I'd love to see him get another title shot. Now, it is a little bit, you know, out of his prime now, but I still think, you know, with the right, uh, on his his day or with the right, you know, uh, strike land, he can take out anybody and he could win and he could even do that, you know, at a later age, but his chances, his window is closing and he's just... Made a, a bet that decreased his chances. Yeah. I don't know I fucked up the analogy a bit there, but you yeah.
0: know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, a very long winded analogy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you come to the severe me podcast for but uh, yeah. Look, just on the the last thing in the main event. Um, if look, if people didn't watch it, <laughs> Corey Sande. The first round was even enough, uh, and then for. Two, three, four, and five. Sandhagen literally just took him down inside the first minute every time um, and didn't do much. Like, I, I actually like. Uh... I think Herzog should have stood him up a bit more. Like, he didn't send him up at all. Like, like you said, uh, I,
1: I disagree. I, I think they should be able to, have to fight out of it unless it's like the uh, guy's literally just holding on, trying not to let anybody fight. I he think didn't do much. Like, correct? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. People. A lot of people want stand-ups but I, I like the the more pure fight. I Like as little interference as possible.
0: Uh, to be honest, without well, it becoming
1: complete, like you know, yeah. joke.
0: I kind of have stopped watching it. <laughs> I knew everyone knew. I tweeted in like the second row. Maybe it's like, oh, uh, this is quickly becoming one of these fights where we could be able to fast forward through. And, it, like, I think everyone watching probably wished they could have fast-forwarded. So, like, even if you're a, a grappler who loves grappling, like, there wasn't even any grappling. You just, like, lay it down and went to that for him. And, you it know, became
1: very obvious very quickly that it was not going to be a finish. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: very, very, very quickly, yeah. So, yeah, not not great at all. Um, not to complain again, right? Uh, but I feel like, right, over the last while, we have, um, we've been kind of looking at the main points from cards, and uh, we have been... Um, we've been leaving maybe the, the whole breakdown of the cards to the lads doing the uh, the balance breakdown. And I'm actually on it this week. So maybe because I was looking at the card a little bit more, more closely, uh, I I thought this, but like... <sighs> a, a lot of people were saying, right, this was a very good card, right? And it, it wasn't a bad card. But you know what? It, it was... This was not a UFC card, right? This was like a very good Cage Warriors card. But without the like elixir of climbing a ladder, or without, you know, you know, you use the word jeopardy all the time, but also with some really bad matchmaking, I think. Like, the first fight, Almabayev, he, he looked very good, right, but just completely outclassed Audie Osborne. Sean Woodson, just completely outclassed. Now he came in a short notice as well, and that was a, a bit unfortunate, Um the the Cody Darden Jake Hadley fight we'll talk about that maybe in a second just uh, I thought it was just such a bad fight Billy Quarantillo Damon Jackson absolutely just awful it was a good fight right but I think Kayla Lachlan summed it up worse summed it up best and he's like the two of these lads are just rubbish kind of and I wouldn't say that about him but like just low quality sort of stuff like the Harris Wells fight, like just continually falling into submissions. Uh And it, it did get a bit better after that. a lot of Tanner Bozer or K. fight was just fucking awful. As well like,
1: uh, and then the the ref ruined what could have been a good fight in Jacoby versus. Yeah, Kennedy. what, what did you think of that? Quick oh, stop. He's like he got he got stunned, but like, come on, like he was he was he, punching him in the tricep and and the, the shoulder and. On the ground, a pound, and I won't what you like. I don't know, it's just stopped way too early, just terrible, terrible. Really, yeah.
0: I thought it was as well, but I didn't really see many people saying that. I was like, well, like. And I like kind of half-joke, that's where Kennedy gets going. But you have to know the fighter as well sometimes. Like, in, in a situation like that, I w- you know, some people say that, like, oh, we're, we're judging and stuff, but I, I wouldn't. I'd say that more a Ref, and I, I agree. I thought, he, he definitely got stunned. Not even like, that, even if it was anybody.
1: Up. If it was anybody, even if yeah. a guy had been knocked out four of his last five fights, I wouldn't would have stopped that fight there. Like, he he got stunned, he went down, and he, he defended really well and then the ref stopped it Yeah, I I don't know like I know Jacoby started flurrying because he saw the ref getting closer and that's smart you know he's trying to win the fight get in there get out of there get paid thank you very much and you see the ref getting close you flurry but the flurry was punching arms and there was nothing in those shots and it was just a terrible terrible stoppage
0: It's. I think it's something that's becoming uh, a team and refereeing these days like just stopping the fight way too early like and and um, I don't think this one is necessarily the best example of it, but also like you're fighting in the UFC here. Like you're, you're, you're up towards a main car. Like, like, let it play out a little bit and if it's a finish okay no problem it's a finish but like be very close to it and and get in there the second you need to get in there but let it give a guy a bit of a chance and i i I watched uh brock lesnar versus shane carwin there recently and like that's an example where a guy is given a, a an almighty chance but like it feels like we don't have the scope for those fights to even happen anymore because rest are just getting in there too early. Like one of
1: the best fights ever, in my opinion, for entertainment was Pat Barry and um Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, like that was just an insane fight. And if you, like, you could have stopped that fight about eight times before the end. If, if, uh, if, if you're going by even half the kind of early stoppage that this this Kennedy one was, this, this like like you said, you're not going to be able to see those all-time entertaining fights. Like uh, if you're just stopping fights like this and. Obviously, it's not. Um, it's happening all the time, you know. Sometimes, like you have to err on the side of caution. I, mean, I understand that brain damage and stuff like that. But these fighters are putting their lives into this, you know. Um, Kennedy's obviously, like you know, uh, he's put like you know, sacrificed a lot to put in the camp to to be where he is in, to get to the UFC in the first place to to train MMA, and then you're just taking. Taken away because he got caught with a one shot and was a was a, was a bit stunned for a second. Like you know, come on! Like I've seen, I've seen YouTube boxers get more of a chance in their in their first YouTube fucking fight or whatever influencer fight or whatever. You know, come on! Like let this guy's a professional athlete. This guy's put everything into this. This guy's in the UFC. This guy's you know. Won twelve out of his fifteen fights at the time, like, and he got hit with a punch. Yeah, like we're not disputing that. That, but like, you need yeah, you need to give these guys a chance. Like this is this is their life, and you're just you. you I know it's a mistake. Uh, like I, I hope anyway that the ref knows it was a mistake. Looking back at it, like I haven't heard anything. Like as you said, uh, uh, I was I wasn't even, even on social media. I didn't see anybody talking about it, but. You know that's that's going to be hard to take. You know, uh, that's that's you know half his paycheck that uh he he potentially could have won a win bonus, and that could be big for Kennedy. You know, uh, and also it shortens the, the kind of time that it will take him to get to a a bigger contract in the UFC. Um because he's coming off a loss now. So, yeah, it's just really, really poor refereeing. And, you know, obviously refs are going to make mistakes and it's just human error and stuff like that. But I think it's important to to mention at least when, you know, so much like this happens.
0: Yeah, I, I saw our guy Kennedy, uh, Kennedy? Uh, Jimmy the bastard, over on uh, Patreon for the Q and A, asking uh, about like Dominic Cruz been complaining for the last three years about Keith Peterson stopping the fight early, and then he calls this a good stoppage. Uh, I think I'm like, well, yeah, that's fair. Although I did think the commentary was a lot better last night for obvious reasons, but uh, there was a bit of arguing, a bit of back and forth by him, and I like that. To be honest, I thought I thought the commentary was a bit better. But yeah, definitely for that one. Come, come here, I mentioned Jake Hadley. Um and obviously coming out of the UK and, and as a cage warriors guy who we, we've covered for a long time. uh, This, look, uh, do you remember before we spoke about Reese and spoke about how calm he was in some of his fights and how, you know, and I actually asked him about it as well and he's like, just just kind of the way I naturally am. I think Jake Headley is the opposite. I think he's just like so ultra, like hyped up for these fights. I think he just can't fight properly because of it. He like... He's just
1: well there is there is like there are guys who are like just gy- in the gym, they're just amazing. They spar in the yeah. gym, they're they're amazing. they go in there and they forget how to fight, you know? <laughs> you know this is a known thing. like sometimes some people can can kind of get it over time or kind of settle into it, but sometimes I think you know, it's just as you say, maybe you get too hyped or your your emotions are are too much or there's too much going on inside your head, like, you know, Donald Cerrone, like a guy you maybe. Uh, could be a good example of a, a, a guy who maybe at times threw away uh, fights because he's in the wrong mental state or in the wrong mental mindset. Uh, and maybe, like, I don't know, Jake Hadley uh, personally or anything, but maybe that's a thing that maybe a sports psychologist could help with, you know, something like that. I don't know if he does talk to a sports psychologist or if that would work for his personality. But, you know, if, if he is one of these guys that's, you know, Performing way better in the gym than he is, then you know uh, you you got to address that. Like you can you can have all the tools of the MMA game in terms of technique and stuff, but if you're not if you're not in the right mental mind frame, all of it can fall away, and you you know you lose fights that you probably should have easily won.
0: Yeah, and this was the one to me that seemed like that. Like you would think if Durden had an advantage, it would be the wrestling, and now he did. You know he did get a one or two takedowns, but like. It, it just felt like every time that happened, Hadley was too rushed. Like every shot that Hadley took himself was just just a little bit too rushed. And I, if, you go, if you go back and you have to analyze each and every uh, position that happened in that fight or each and everything, you would think, like, who's, or look back at their careers and think, like, who is the better fighter in this area, this area, this area? And like, you'd say Hadley from Austin, probably, yet he still lost and like I agree I think everyone probably agrees uh, he lost that fight and like that's really not a good thing you want that to be the opposite way you know you want to be winning fights and like you want it to be Durden's side you want to be winning fights against guys who are probably better than you right like you, a big problem here as well as right. He lost the first round and he got caught with a counter right hand and he got cut by an elbow and like he got kind of knocked down rather than taken down. And then Cody got on top. Once so, a good wrestler like that gets an you it's very tough. He like a late guillotine, but not much. And then it was a mad second round or he nearly got uh, submitted again. But then he got that late armbar. Now none of the judges gave him that round, surprisingly enough. But I thought he should have won it. And then right, uh, like we're kind of looking at one one going into the third. Now it wasn't that way, but we, let's say we were looking at that and. Just nothing happened in the third. Like they just did nothing, and like I think a late like fifteen seconds from Durden, like looking up, messing, throwing shots, probably won him that round. Like you're Hadley there, and you you've almost armbar the guy late in round two, and then you're just like laying there doing nothing for round three. It's like come on, like it's it's almost like maybe he he knew he was rushing things. And then in round three, he was like, "Okay, I need to step back." Or this maybe calculator. he was
1: told, you know, or you're, yeah. you're winning this fight," or and he's like cruising, or you know, maybe there's something going on that he was injured in camp or a bad day at the office. You know, something going on in his personal life. We don't only this don't really has know, happened a like, couple
0: of times now in the UFC. I, yeah. just, I, I don't, I don't think it's anything like technical, or I don't think it's an injury. I just think it's a mental thing. I like, I don't know. Can you smoke a lot of weed? Got in there, or something like <laughs> just to relax. He just needs to relax a little bit. Like if you want him and Reese McKee together, you'd have the perfect fighter. Like. <laughs> I just I know maybe I have that read really wrong. I don't know if other people agree with me or not, but that's just the way I was looking at it. It's, yeah, it's and it's a pity when that does happen. Like we've seen it down through the years and you know, loads of different fighters, but yeah, I don't know anyway. But a good win for Cody Durden coming in and on, on chart notice he did uh he did very, very well there. Um what else? Ludovic Klein Bahamundes, congratulations to them. Go, a good win for uh for, for Klein there. We talked about Jacoby. very good uh, flying uh, triangle from Diego Lopez But Tatiana Suarez, I think, was the was the star of the night. Um although like I, I do think she has enough to be the champion in that division and probably another one. But I don't know, Gran, I think this is a thing you will probably think as well. But at the end of that first round when it was on the feet when Andrade got right back up. She didn't exactly look like fucking uh, Ali, Alex Pereira ranting in Daritchie Ground. She was eating a few shots from Andrade. And if you're another fighter in there... Uh, let let's say you're Zhang Weili or someone like that, and you can you're looking at that and thinking, well, if I can stop a few of these takedowns and get it on the feet Suarez is there to be had as well. She maybe yeah, isn't. But the big problem
1: is stopping those takedowns. Exactly. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. the big problem. Her style match. Her style is a bad matchup for everybody in the division. Everybody in MMA, like you know, if somebody can put you on your back and keep you there, it's very hard to win a fight. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't think Dana and the UFC brass will have been or will be in any rush to get her into a title shot because of, you know, Dana's kind of uh, not dislike, but his um is um not over eagerness to watch to watch wrestlers and he wants knockouts and things like that. But like you look at her record, the people she's beaten, you know, Alexa Grasso, rear naked choke, Carlos a ground and pound, Nina Nunes decision you know guillotine two guillotines in a row now like you look at a record and you think yeah she she definitely is you know surely gonna get the title shot next she deserves it like definitely but uh, i don't know if she will because of her style like we were kind of talking about earlier i uh, know no, she pressure. will
0: i think she's been the darling yeah and Dan Hoy came over and hugged mm, her last night and every, yeah, no, i think she will
1: i yeah. don't know like i don't know like
0: well she won't get the next one because uh uh, who's it? Amanda Lemma, she's fighting for it next. But after that, I, I, think she, I think she probably will. Like, she's been hyped for so long and everything. No, I, I, don't, I don't think she's one of them, to be honest. Like, I think the thing about her as well, I think her striking has improved, and she's trying a little bit more to strike, and she's excited when it hits the ground as well. She's not one of these ones that's just laying on top of you. She's going for submissions uh, and things as well. I thought she might be able to get the ground up on, but she did get the submission here. But, yeah, no, I, I do think they will kind of put her in their... Uh, like the only uh, someone tweeted me last night, the only thing that'll stop her is injuries, and like that has been the case for the last few years, you know. So we'll, uh, I suppose, we'll see on that. But like, she was definitely the the standout from uh, from this card, and I suppose you know wasn't that it wasn't that hard to be a standout on this card i i like it, i'll say it again it wasn't a bad card necessarily but it just kind of shows what the ufc is today a lot of like not even middle of the road fighters just like very average fighters in mismatches it's like ugh i i think the the one stand on the undercard, at asu amayev he looked very good very very good but anyway we'll move on um pfl Had their first playoff card this week. Um, There was only four. I mean, uh, there's only four playoff fights in this. and then you had a long undercard. The four playoff fights, Bubba Jenkins got knocked out by Jesus Pineda. Now, So now Pinedo has knocked out both, um, Brendan Lachnan and Bubba Jenkins. So he's going on to the finale and he will be taking on Gabriel Alves Braga, who won a split decision over Chris Wade. So that should be a fun fight. And then Josh Silvera, uh, got a win in the first round against Ty Flores and Impa Kasanga. And I knocked out Martin Hamlet. So they'll be taking on each other in the finale as well. Um, couple of standouts from the undercard uh, everyone's talking about this Tad Gene. he got a big knockout over Ali Omar he looks very 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 good um, and I, I love the look of Billy Elakana. he beat Chuck Campbell who was a former uh, challenger for the Cage Warriors 205 belt so he's probably a guy who will be in that tournament next year and he looks very very good um, then there was Graham one championship and I know you were on, on a flight back and you weren't uh, you didn't really catch this but oh wow this had. This was, there was only three MMA fights in it, right? But this was a card of the year contender. This was a madness from start to finish. There was grappling matches with submissions in it. There was uh, Mai Tai and kickboxing with big knockouts and brilliant fights and all. But th- th- there was two sandals, right? First of all, there was an MMA fight between um, Mark Sangeu and uh, Ergil Bartu, which was a very good comeback and a very good win for from Bartu as well, who landed a big head kick, a big elbow. And then Kimura uh, Sangeo in the uh, in the second round Of really good stuff there John Lineker got uh, a buzzer beater knockout Against Won Kim Who uh, had a lot of success with the wrestling A lot of success in the fight uh, Up until that And Lineker just came and landed that big left hook And knocked him out And uh, Lineker like In his last fight I thought he looked a bit old And I think at the start of this fight I thought he looked a bit old but he came back in this fight, and I think he looked like the Lineker of old, I'll be honest, in the, in the kind of the second, and especially the third round. So good signs for John Lineker. He's looking for another title shot there. I don't know if he's going to get it or not, uh, but good stuff from Lineker. Uh, but the main thing that happened here was Rug Rug Omar Khan against Puchecha. Uh, just an absolute... Uh, this was fucking brilliant <laughs> from start to finish. And like this is, some people probably say, all right, oh, Sean, you were just giving out about the, the UFC and, you know, this, was, this wasn't this was quality and you are just giving out about fights. I knew what I was signing up for when I, when I watched this, right? When you sign up for a UFC card, it's a bit different, right? So what we signed up for here was heavyweight madness. And that's exactly what we got. The fight started off by Rug, Rug the big monster, about 400 pounds, throwing a body kick and a big punch to the BJJ world champion. Um, Almeida pulling guard, Rug, Rug getting into the guard on top. Almeida sweeping him and Rug Rug just staying on top and Blasting him, and you could see there was a point in the first round where Buciccio had this big red face on him, um, and he's still getting the takedown. But when he got up, he was just punching him in the face. Rugrug also soccer kicked him in the, in the head at one stage. Um, uh, Buccecci got a leg lock, and Rugrug literally just walked out of it. He's just like, nah, boy, it was just like completely immune to jujitsu. It was brilliant. In the second round, there was a, a clinch for uh, Buccecci, and then he grabbed the shots. This happened three or four times throughout the fight, and her. Dean just like Hey it's funny Just kept giving out About oh you're grabbing chart. No one cares about Grabbing charts Herb. Fuck off And just watch The, ah, no, the, he has to, the, the rules not have to, have talk, to be enforced by the referee Man, Go away no no, nah, a lot of shit But Rug Rug you, Landers, You're one of these people Who advocates for
1: um, For um, Reffing the 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 game Not the actual situation
0: Yeah like, you can't take Points down on championship. So like what are you even doing He give me yellow card I want stage. So like Yeah A yeah. lot of shit But <laughs> In the second round If it comes Rogue especially became mm, so tired. He, I was like, oh no, is going to win this. And Rogue Rug, Rug landed a big uppercut and then he got tired. And then there was a takedown for Bocheche. He landed big around the pound. He got an armbar. And that's the worst thing he could have done was to get an armbar because Rogue Rug is, as I said again, immune to jiu-jitsu and just got up <laughs> and then he rocked Buchecha Buchecha pulled guard and then Rugrug was on top and he literally just rested for 90 seconds which is great for him because there was a minute of just nothing happening in the third round again uh, and uh, Buchecha got the fight to the ground took his back again the worst thing he could have done Rugrug literally just got out um, Rugrug then got on top he was in the half guard landing a few shots a few grub, uh, glove grabs again and then Herb stood him up right which is the best thing Herb has done in years because it <laughs> it went to this what about his people's elbow was that not that was pretty good stuff. but this turned in and this is on Twitter it's a, I, I tweeted out an all out brawl with the two of them just absolutely smacking the shit out of each other on the feed for like 30-40 seconds it was brilliant and in the fight in the and Rogue Rug won the decision oh my god this this is fight of the year fight of the decade fight of the century I loved it so much they're like you it's on YouTube as well if you're here in Ireland or in the UK or whatever it's on Amazon Prime if you're in America go and watch it like it's just the most fun fight I've seen in, in such a long time and I w- would you say love the
1: second coming of Bob Sapp is that is that accurate? Rock, rock.
0: maybe <laughs> like maybe Oh, I love him so much. He's he's just brilliant. But he's improving as well. Like, John Mitchell in his corner, he's been training with him. Like, his striking has massively improved. It's just his cardio. Like, he's just too big of a human being, like, to be able to do th- those sort of things. Uh, if he could, his cardio could improve, like, Rogue Rogue is actually, like, a very good fighter. He's very good takedowns. He can't be submitted. He can punch you really fucking hard. Like, I'd, you know? If he could, if that cardio could just improve it, instead of having four minutes, if he could have like nine minutes or something, he'd be a hard man to beat. I'll tell you that for free. Anyway, we'll move on. A few cards next week, Graham. The UFC card, um, you know, it's not too bad. Not too bad. It's not too great either. Uh, Vicente Luque, Rafael dos Anjos, uh, Kevin Swanson has taken on Hakim Dawoodu. Uh, I like the fight between Khalil Roundtree and Chris Dawkins. That's always uh, a bit of fun when Khalil Roundtree is fighting. Uh, and it uh, yeah, turns McKinney is on the undercard. He'd probably either knock the lad out or get knocked out himself. And then there's a lot of other people I have never heard of. What, what, what do you think of this? A pity. Uh, it's
1: a pity, you know, it's a, probably a pity that we, <laughs> we even say it is. but it's a pity that Lando Venata fell out of the card. <laughs> That's how kind of not great this card is. It could have done with a... An old school and lando yeah. performance to get people excited, you know. Um, there's a there's a few like you know fights that are hard to predict and could go either way. But the, the jeopardy is just not really there um, in these fights. The yeah. yeah, there's not much there. But like you know, looking at some of the matchups, there could be some exciting fights. It could be a good night of fights. Like uh, and I'll probably enjoy it. But um, in terms of like um, big prospects or or. Um, the jeopardy, as I say, is it's hard to it's hard to see much here.
0: Bellator then, Bellator two nine eight. James Gallagher is on the card, Graham. And I was just I, I was previewing this card uh, a couple of days ago for uh, for sure dog. And you look at James Gallagher's record over the last few years, and you look at like twenty twenty two zero fights. Sorry, twenty twenty three so far zero fights. Twenty twenty two zero fights. One fight twenty twenty one. One fight twenty twenty. Uh, and then you know you get back and need more fights before that but like since 2020 since the start of 2020 he's only had two fights and like we're we're almost in 2024 now it's just it's been such a tough period for Jens with injuries and pull outs and different things and you know he went in there and put on a pretty good fight against Patchy Mix who is arguably the best bantamweight in the world at the moment yeah,
1: uh, it's aging like fine wine that, <laughs> in the, in the, <laughs> that um, you know he was it was a pretty close first round and uh, fight up until the, the finish, and Patchy Mix had missed weight like by a by a lot, I believe, hadn't he? Um, uh,
0: not a lot, but a bit. Yeah, I remember it, was a it, was few it wasn't
1: like it wasn't like a pound or two. I don't think. Yeah, it was a bit. Um, I was at the
0: wins? I should remember, but yeah, I don't.
1: You know, uh, I think Patchy Mix has come on leaps and bounds uh, between fights. Uh, in the recent years, like we, we said in the like I said in the past on the podcast, but. Yeah, that, that, that win looks better and better. But being out for so long, as you say, you know, it's not all his fault. It's, you know, things fall apart. And he was meant to fight Brett Johns, Higo. Uh, and then, you know, his re- most recent opponent, um, I believe, like, you know, had a heart attack in the gym or something. something yeah, like it was that. actually that,
0: great news. He got out of the hospital yesterday and he walked out of the hospital by himself. It was, uh, oh, it was lovely to oh, see. Brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah, so I he's, didn't actually he's see
1: that. In, that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, you know, things have kind of true true no fault of his own he's kind of you know he's wanted to get back in there earlier it just kind of hasn't happened and now he's he's got another opponent um you know uh, it's mma things can kind of just kind of fall against you sometimes and then all of a sudden you haven't fought in, in nearly 2 years so um there probably will be a bit of cage rust you know we, we see it with friends recently a teammate of his hasn't fought in a while kind of his timing wasn't quite there like james is a different kind of style fighter if he gets gets to the ground, he's kind of in his, in his zone and in his comfort zone. He's probably been doing a lot of jujitsu and he's been over in Thailand and he's, he's been rounding out his game and I'm sure he's been improving as well, but it does make it a bigger ask to, 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 you know, display the improvements you've made when you've been out for so long.
0: As well, like a big part of it is he left Ireland uh, to go over and train with James Krause and we all know what happened with James Krause you know he's been blackballed because of the whole betting controversy and all of that so then you had to like you know find a new coach he's uh, I don't know what, exactly what, what he's been doing but like he, as you said he's been out in Thailand and all like that but that's that's tough again you uprooted your life to, to go to one coach and then that coach is taken away from under you it's, it's been a really tough time for James and like it's it's impossible to know what he's going to look like coming in here. Like we, the last time we had a situation like this, I suppose was Carol Moore, and Carol came out and looked absolutely brilliant. Like so, uh, you would hope the same would be the, the you know what happened for James, but it's it's like it's impossible. Uh, it's impossible to know until we see it. But like. I think the thing with James is like he has so much potential and his ground game is so good and there were signs that his stand up was improving as well in his last fight but like that was 2021 it was such a long time wasn't it like well, what do we know we're 3 months off of it being 2 years it's it's impossible to know but look I'm looking forward to seeing James come back I just look win or lose I hope James can get three fights in the next 8 months or something like that just get in there and get fighting and get the improvements going and you know get some structure to to all of it that'd be I think that'd be absolutely fantastic and that's look that's all I, I think anyone in Irish MMA would, would wish for as well just to see James back in there competing because uh, I think uh, the scene needs him as well he's been one of those lads you know where he was uh, and let's be honest here he was keeping the scene going there for a while headlining cards and he was kind of the the next big thing coming through and then like a lot of lads now have taken up that mantle I know over the last while, but James uh, I, I don't think maybe gets enough credit for, for that, for, for what he did for a good few years uh, in Irish MMA. And, you know, there was a lot of criticism and all of him throughout it, but, like, a lot of that was unfair too. But, look, I'm delighted to see James back and, uh, you know, we're, we're a few days out now and hopefully everything stays fucking going the way it is because you never know in MMA. But, yeah, it's, it'll be great to see him back in there next weekend. Yeah, um,
1: yeah exactly. I was expecting to go out there and win. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, he can, um, can kind of click straight back into the momentum that that he had before that loss to uh Apache to Mix and kind of get himself back in in contention quickly because you know for all the criticism as you said he he's like very very dangerous guy on the ground and you know he he's he, he goes to his to he game plans well and, and goes to his his strengths and you know uh, he's matured as a fighter he's matured as a person like the, even watching that interview um up on Superior MMA um the last two days ago three days ago you know, you can see that he's kind of matured as a person, and you know, being away from home and out of your, out of your comfort zone is going kind to of mature a person. And you know, um, going to Thailand and new experiences, meeting new people, new styles of training, new new kind of you know um, mindsets—all of that stuff is is vital for for uh, somebody like James to. You know, uh, mature as a person. Uh, you know, people forget maybe how young James was when he was kind of in the spotlight uh, because he'd been around, you know, fighting MMA since he was 13, which is just mental. Uh, so, like, you know, he's kind of matured in front of people's eyes. And, you know, um, people don't really look at these guys as, oh, he's a kid, you know, making his way and chasing a dream. They look at him as, you know, oh, he thinks he's an ex McGregor or whatever. Like, everybody just kept saying, kept saying. But, like, you know, this is, this is, um, this is MMA, like you gotta get yourself paid. And James has done a phenomenal job of that. So, like, I think, you know, you can criticize James all you want, but he's he's the one who's um who's making the career choices. And I don't think you can question many of them. Like, I think everything that's kind of slowed him down has been through no fault of his own. And yeah, I think the criticism, as you said, is just really, really unfair. I think James, maybe yeah. people don't know how much of a nice kind of humble guy he is. Like even in real life, when you actually know the guy, like sometimes people think they know a guy from, from their online presence or from interviews they've seen or things like that. And that sometimes is completely different to the actual person.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, I think I've I've said it a few times about James, the same thing as well. Like, you see him in person and you see his family around him. Like, his mother and father too, the nicest people you could ever meet as well. Like, and it's... I, sometimes... And, like, James wanted to kind of do that himself as well. Like, the online persona is maybe a little bit different and, you know, plays things up and all. But, you know, it's, at the end of the day, you, you see a person like that and you, you hope for the best for him, you know? And... uh you know, whether it's James or whether, say, like a, a guy like Oban Elliott, I was talking to during the week, I'll be out in, in Chernobyl in a couple of days' time and things. And, uh, you know, you'd be hoping for the best for those sort of people. You even see Mason Jones coming back. You last feel like you're on and, the journey
1: with these guys yeah. because you're covering them, you're seeing them coming through the yeah. the amateurs, coming through the early pro stages, coming through losses and adversity and all that stuff. And, you know, you feel like a connection to these guys if, if you follow them throughout their careers. That's what makes, you know, a, a, a fighter stand out in terms of you know if if this if this UFC card was uh next week had a couple of like you know uh fighters from Ireland for example just using our example of being from Ireland if they had a, a Lee Hammond if they had a Lee Hammond on this card there'd be so much excitement in the UK and Irish scene for this card
0: massive yeah
1: or because you know it might not be the like you know the fight with the most jeopardy in the world like we're saying about this UFC card coming up but it would it would in this region it would mean a lot more you know so yeah um the more irish guys that do well the better and when we see guys especially from like irish guys kind of putting down these fighters for, for things it's just like uh, i know you're just online just kind of wasting time and talking shit but like it, it'd be a lot better for everybody and a lot more exciting for your enjoyment of these ufcs if you actually supported these
0: guys yeah yeah 100 i like lads doing well is, is great for everyone because the journey goes on and the fun goes on and all so look you know best look to, to James at the weekend It's it should be a should be a good one James Gonzalez his opponent is a good well-rounded fighter as well you know it's a good test for James it's it's not a gimme fight coming back in or anything so you know he'll have to do it all to, to win that fight as well so looking forward to seeing that this card has 19 fights in it and um I wonder is that because Bellator kind of wrapping things up here. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, there was a report that there's going to be a Bellator 300. I don't know what what the situation is. You know, we'll see. I suppose when we. I suppose we get that would be a kind of cool that.
1: way to sign off the 300 show with yeah. the. You know, that would be kind of... I think it'd be terrible,
0: though, if Bellator went away. Like, hopefully it keeps going. Like, there's a lot of Irish lads signed, but a lot of really good fighters and good fights. Like, I've been covering, obviously, Bellator a lot over the last uh, while doing the the previews and stuff for Sherdog. And, like, they have some very good prospects and very good fighters right at the top as well. And, like, look, they they have never had a better champion division, I suppose, at the moment. Like, Amasov... I think he's the best welterweight in the world you could definitely argue it like you can argue Nimkov is the best um, 205er in the world like Usman or Magomedov isn't that far away from being the best lightweight in the world either and you know they have some very 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 good fighters and it'd be a shame and like,
1: for, for fighters as well like who like around the world who you know are looking to get paid having. 100 pfl bellator ufc having options want to see you know octagon all ksw like having these options makes them get paid more you know how more opportunities to actually show your ability more like you know the more promotions the better and like i've been watching bellator since the very first bellator you know i've like i've been a big fan of bellator a big fan of like cage warriors all these shows like i, I don't want any of these any of these promotions to go away i think you know they're vital for the for the sport and for for fighters to get the opportunities um, to prove themselves and to to make money and all that stuff, so uh, like it'd be a shame if it went away. But from the Bellator, you know, brass uh, point of view, if if PFL are coming. Throwing money at you that you you don't think you can get again, and you know you're not making maybe as much money as you'd like to. You know I can understand why they why they would do it, but for for MMA in general, I think it would be it would be a sad day if Bellator was to merge and, and yeah. go away.
0: I I hope if Bellator is bought out, it's bought out by like a, a TV channel or something like that, so that it can keep going in its current guise and maybe make a few changes. in
1: like Apple TV or Amazon Prime buy it or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: something like that or like ABC in America or, you know, Fox Sports or something like that and just keep it going. Uh, I think if it merges with PFL uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to end well. Like I've mentioned this before but like To be fair to Dana White, he might be a shy talker in a lot of different ways, but one thing he knows is the MMA business, and he was like, you have one promotion who's losing money and doesn't have great ratings, merging with another promotion who's losing money and doesn't have great ratings. That's not exactly a recipe for success there, like, really, is it? So, Yeah, I... uh... I don't I just don't know. I hope I really hope this PFL and Bellator merger doesn't happen. I really really do, but I don't know it seems it seems like those are the rumors like but who knows. I I haven't heard anyone um I would trust say that as fact yet so we'll, we'll wait until that happens but yeah the rest of this Bellator card anyways uh, it's not bad look Logan Sorley and Brennan Ward um, massive opportunity for Brennan Ward if he wins that he's the number one contender uh, but it's a tough, very tough fight for him same could be said maybe for Moldovsky and Maury the rematch of their no contest from uh, a year ago or so and then there's some of their very good prospects on this card as well uh, Dalton Rostand, Lucas and Lucas Brennan both 8-0 are fighting in, in separate fights obviously Jalen Bates it's 7-0 is having a massive step up against Enrique Barzola uh, Dina Ascarova could be getting the title shot at 125 if she beats Justine Keish in there, Sullivan Colley on the comeback from his loss uh, and then you know there's, there's actually a lot of Pretty good fights. He uh, go against Mikhailov and one uh, one thirty five Josh Hill uh, and Kazum one thirty five. Well, there's a load of one thirty five fights here. So, uh, uh, Patchy Mix, who I mentioned earlier, is fighting. Uh, well, or hopefully, will be fighting uh, Sergio Perez coming up. So maybe we could see the number one contender for that if Bellator keeps going and all of that. Um, all right, before we go, and I said I wouldn't mention this, but the whole. We we kind of have to mention it because it's MMA now. Possibly this whole uh, Jake Paul against uh, Nathan Diaz thing. The the boxing match went down last night. Uh, Jake Paul won it, and then there was talks of uh, a ten million MMA match. Um, first of all, I don't. I, I watched a bit of it. The the boxing match. Um, it went exactly how I think most people thought it would, where Jake Paul won, but Nathan Diaz made it like a moral victory, and that's kind of that. Um, what well, any thoughts on it, that and the MMA fight? Like, if it's an MMA fight, we're going to have to cover it because it's one of the biggest uh, stars in our sport, obviously, against a rookie. Like, you would think an MMA fight will just be so simple for Nathan Diaz. It's not even worth happening. But I don't know. Any any thoughts?
1: Uh, my thoughts. Um, Jake Paul. I haven't really watched much of Jake Paul. I actually watched this uh, thing. I think he's actually. Um, better at boxing than i thought yeah he is he's for, actually not, not for a, a three-year pro or whatever for three years of training i think you know uh he's, he's got some talent for an early boxing pro like you know usually in boxing you might get to 20 and 0 fighting you know under a lot less pressure and stress and, and all this stuff and you know he definitely is improving from from the little bit little clips or whatever i've seen in the past and you know he probably learned a lot from that um uh, what's his name? Tommy Fury, uh, loss. Um, so yeah, for like in, in, like I actually think fair play to Jake Paul. You know, uh, he's not just uh, um, a, like a YouTube clown pretending to box. I think he's actually a, a bit of a YouTube clown that can actually box a bit and that has a bit of potential. <laughs> That's to a very to fair
0: be, assessment there, right? To
1: be, he has a potential to be. Um, like decent at boxing and if he hand picks his his opponents for a while he can win some fights and entertain people and make money and you know, fair play to him.
0: MMA? What do you think of an MMA fight between them?
1: Yeah, like, I think, um, <laughs> I think it'd be a lot different story than it was in the in the boxing realm. Um, I think, uh, you know, Nate Diaz could lock up a guillotine or whatever at any moment if he wanted to. Rear Nick a choke, take him down, you know, even just pull guard and beat him there. Like, uh, like maybe you know maybe jake paul is like a really good athlete that can pick up Jitsu really quickly or has been doing it in, on the sly it doesn't look like it it looks like he's been concentrated on boxing the whole time you know if he's gonna take a mma match in the next year you know it's it's probably gonna be you know over pretty quickly but you know if he was to you know take mma seriously and transition into mma full-time and put years of work in you know maybe he could be uh a pretty good fighter you know uh, it's yet to be seen but i think he he definitely has a lot more uh talent and drive to to be good and to be a, like a you know take it seriously and you know not just not just be a clown yeah, in terms of of inside the the cage or the, the ring so yeah actually to be honest my respect levels for for jake paul as a as a Athlete and void are, are much higher than than they were before this night. The other fight or bout,
0: yeah, I don't think he's necessarily uh, a terrible boxer. He's a le- definitely a level above white collar and stuff like that. But um, it's just like it's uh, we don't uh, we don't really cover anything but MMA and. We, I, we won't be covering that unless it, it pertains to MMA and maybe just mention it because there are MMA fighters in it and that stuff. But I just think the whole circus around it, like, it's just a load of bollocks, really, if we're, if we're being honest. But uh, yeah, if, look, if they went into MMA, it would... It, the, look, J-Paul was smart, right? He got into boxing and he fought white-collar boxing matches against a few athletes and, and other things. And then he had like I
1: mean he realised oh, it turns out I'm actually quite good at this well, like, so I can, he, he fought MMA I can fighters he yeah. fought
0: MMA fighters and was able to beat them because we all know MMA and boxing is, is very very different right and while being p- better than a lot of people thought right but the problem is Guys
1: you, way you, past their prime as well like, let's you, be
0: yeah 100% you can't play in MMA right you you can't hand pick MMA opponents to be uh, to to win unless you're fighting I said it before what he should do is fight boxers in MMA that's how he'd win right because he has like a wrestling background he actually has been training a bit I, I was watching a bit he did this documentary and like They just like walked in at him wrestling training and stuff And he's been training a bit anyway And he did wrestling in high school and things as well So he has a bit of grappling knowledge But um, if you go in there against Nathan Diaz, right This is not a white collar boxing match against an MMA fighter This is an MMA fight against, uh, you know Maybe Nathan Diaz is no longer a top 10, top 15 guy But like he's one of the top 50 lightweight or welterweight MMA fighters in the world like I don't think anyone would argue with that right up there right like top 100 anyway I could say. there is no way a guy who has never had an MMA fight amateur never like hasn't a long series of uh, fighting MMA is going to beat Nathan Diaz even with the massive size advantage he has it's just it's an impossibility you can't you can't fake it like you can fake boxing there's just no way like if you've even in there again like, uh, you know and as I said like if he fought Right, who who's a world champion boxer? I don't know. Uh, Andre Ward, right? Andre Ward in an MMA fight. I, I would probably pick Jake Paul to win that, right? <laughs> Just like when he fought Tyron Woodley in boxing. He, you're going to pick him to win that. But, uh...
1: Yeah. To be honest. I think there is like there's more than there's a very very slim chance, but there's always a chance. Like even a guy. No, there's no chance. Is even a guy who isn't a good striker. If the guy stands on too long and you zig when you should have zagged, and the, a puncher like lands on the exact right off switch. Like you know, it it's it's anything's possible in MMA. That's what makes MMA so exciting to me. That like anything can happen. Even if a guy is so much better than the other guy, like you know, you can just get hit he, under. You can even knock right him about boxing, and you can go out. I know, but it's like if. It, like it's extremely unlikely. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not giving it a good chance or anything. But it's not an impossibility. Like we've seen guys who can't. Oh, it is strike it all land strikes. Like you know, I, I like.
0: Yeah, Anthony Belle's wonder why That's correct. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's it, like if James Tony had have landed, like you know, and obviously James Tony's a former world champion, a different level of experience in boxing and accolades and all that stuff. But if if he landed in that f- first exchange landed a perfect uppercut on the, the perfect spot on the chin of Rani Couture, Rani Couture can go out. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely unlikely, but it's possible. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we're doing this. We're just going to end that there because I don't want to talk about that anymore because it's fucking stupid. Anyway, we'll,
1: uh, people will tune in because of that very, very slim possibility. You know what I mean? People yeah. like, isn't is going to go straight to out of the boxing realm.
0: You I know. feel like uh I feel like Nathan Doesn't want to fight in PFL um, you know He was saying Oh yeah we can do it But under uh, Real it's a fighting 10, you know.
1: 10 million And you can Negotiate a Is bit it at at
0: all it I, I wouldn't believe a word of that like I if, it is, though, if it is though If it is If it is Yeah no problem But I I think he wants I don't think he wants To burn bridges with the UFC I think he wants to go back In the UFC and fight there To be honest But I suppose we'll see on that one but, it, but it's, you know it's what
1: good leverage. it's a good leverage that Jake Paul's offering this on you know uh, publicly for, the, for Nate Diaz to go to the UFC and say I'd love to fight big fights in the UFC but like yeah. obviously you're going to have to make it work my while because I have this offer on the table here
0: it was great to see though like Nathan Diaz you know he's real fighting kind of promotion that he's hoping to to kind of get going uh, no, but look,
1: look, before we finish on Jake Paul I know you're yeah. missing it but he has managed to get some MMA fighters that should have been much better paid in oh 100% yeah, paid, so like in fairness to him that, that's a very good thing
0: he's a better retirement fund for MMA fighters in the fucking UFC is like 100% without a shadow of it out yeah so fair play to him Fair play. right we leave it there Graham have you an inspirational quote you already gave us one Morrissey quote in the middle of it but have you another one for us today
1: it's not Morrissey but uh, I'll go for it so impressed but so in awe such a saint but such a whore so self aware so full of shit so indecisive so adamant
0: That's awesome. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Good luck.